way of coming back and grabbing you. Sometimes literally. That is not the right way to think about time travel, Jonah told himself. Remember, you have a new attitude now. He forced himself to open his eyes wide enough to read the words on the screen before him, and then wider still in indignation. Alexis Romanov, he protested. No way! That's a girl's name! Catherine reached over Jonah's shoulder and clicked on a link for the name. No, it's a guy, she corrected. It's Russian, remember? Sometimes he's listed as Alexis, sometimes Alexei. Same kid, just different translations. Definitely a boy. See? Phrases jumped out at Jonah from the screenful of information she'd called up. Heir to the throne of the Russian Empire. World War I. Russian Revolution. Alexis was imprisoned with the rest of his family. Then, in 1918, the Bolsheviks decided... Jonah didn't know much about Russian history, or anything about it, actually but he was pretty sure that things hadn't gone well for this Alexis or Alexei Romanov back in 1918. Well, duh, Jonah told himself. Kids don't vanish from history because everything's going great. All of us were in some kind of danger. For most of his life, Jonah had believed what his parents believed, that he was a perfectly ordinary kid in a perfectly ordinary family, growing up in a perfectly ordinary Ohio suburb. He was adopted and his sister wasn't. That was the only detail about him that had ever seemed the least bit unusual. And Jonah's attitude toward that little fact had always been, well, so what? Who cares? Then the mysterious letters had begun arriving, and Jonah had found out that he wasn't an ordinary adoptee. Not at all. Instead, he and 35 other kids were, depending on how you looked at it, either refugees from history or children audaciously stolen from the past, or both at once. The only reason he and the other kids were growing up now at the start of the 21st century was because their kidnappers had crash-landed in this time period with a plane load of stolen babies. Fearing the wrath of time agents determined to keep history on its original track, the kidnappers had abandoned the babies and run away, vowing to come back for them as soon as they could. At least we got thirteen years of happy ignorance before everyone started fighting over us again, Jonah thought. And that wasn't the right way to think, either. Ignorance wasn't a good thing. Jonah and Catherine had traveled back and forth through history multiple times in the past few months, repairing time and rescuing other kids endangered by their own time periods. How many times on those trips had ignorance almost gotten someone killed? Let's see. In 1483... 1485, 1600, 1605, 1611, 1903. Jonah had returned from his last trip through time 
vowing to face up to even the facts he desperately didn't want to know. Facts like what his original identity in history actually was. Just yesterday, he'd asked J.B., the time agent he knew best, to finally reveal it. This may have been a little unfair. After their last trip through time, J.B. was going through an identity crisis of his own. It probably wasn't surprising that J.B. had refused to tell. So Jonah had decided to take matters into his own hands. Because you never know, Jonah told himself. You never know when I might be zapped back in time, when I might have to deal with whatever historical mess this Alexis or Alexei Romanov, or whoever I really am, had to deal with. I refuse to take another time travel trip blind. He made himself focus on the words on the screen.